Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. For Australia Day today, it's going to be a great day. You know, the whole theme I still call Australia Home, and we want to talk about our home today and what that kind of means for all of us. And, you know, there's a, the place that you now call home, uh, where you live, or maybe you, the first thought that comes to your mind is the family home uh, where you're growing up. But I'm sure for any one of those, it conjures up many thoughts and different feelings about that as well. Some of them are great memories of a joy and happiness. And maybe for others, it's some not great memories and there's some sad times or that home was a place of pain or anxiety and hurt. And so today, my prayer for you is that uh, you'll find healing uh, in those spaces and be able to celebrate uh, where we get to live and what we get to do and the place that we get to call home, whether it be Australia or the place where you actually live. And so let's go for a bit of a journey through the house uh, and talk about some different rooms in the house and how I think they can help us uh, think about our heavenly home as well. And obviously, uh, with any home and with any building, there's a foundation and there's a structure and there's a platform that gets built on that. And so for all of us, that looks a little bit different, whether it be our devotions or our Bible study, or I call it Hayden time, where it's just me and God and no one else really. And I just get to spend that time and, and feasting and learning and being discipled myself. But whatever it looks like for you, make sure that there's a good foundation in your life around the Bible and around what Jesus has done for you. And, you know, it talks about in Matthew chapter 7 uh, and verse 24, you're welcome to turn with your Bibles there or it'll be up on the screens as well. And Jesus is talking and he says, therefore, in uh, verse 24, therefore, whoever hears these things, these things, sayings of mine and does them, I will liken them to a wise man who builds his house on the rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat that house, and it fell, and it was a great fall. So, my encouragement to you is make sure there's those strong foundations. Make sure that in the good times you're filling your heart, so in the bad times there's a resource uh, that you can go back to. There's a foundation there that you can reach out to that you're not this stranded person going, Oh my gosh, I don't know how to deal with this. Be, know those, those Bible verses for your life. Know the, the scriptures that, you, that preach to who you are and where you're at uh, in that situation that can carry you through whatever storms uh, that life may throw at you. Unfortunately, they're going to come. I wish I could stand up here and say there's a magic wand, there's a magic prayer, there's something you can do that will take them all away. But what a great assurance and what a great faith that we have Jesus at the centre of it all. We know that His Holy Spirit is with us, leading us and guiding us uh, and being with us during those times. And so once you've kind of built the house, there's different rooms in the house that you get to go into and, and do life in and and enjoy. And one of them is the family room. And, you know, for this year, we don't normally really set uh, New Year's resolutions or anything like that. But one of the goals for our family this year is to have more fun. Um, I think that might have been directed a little bit at me, that I'm a little too serious, but um, about having more fun and and being a, and, and enjoying things together as a family and in, enjoying the moments. We've got uh, young children, uh, almost six, and Cooper turns three tomorrow. And so we're kind of having lots of fun in in that space. And I remember we kind of were like, okay, let's, let's do tacos. And we we're trying to do like this Taco Tuesday thing at home where we all ate together. And I remember the first night we were sitting there and I'm just like, this is the worst meal of my life. 
like there was just food everywhere and people are walking around and I'm just like, I looked at Kylie and she's like, it gets better. I'm like, really? <laughs> Do you know this? Do you actually know that this gets better? And she's like, Hayden, it's going to be all over in 10 minutes. And I'm like, this is the longest 10 minutes of my life. Um, and so... But it's fun. It's, it's those moments and it's creating those memories. And, you know, in Psalm uh, verse 68, it talks about the fact that God sets the solitaries in family and he brings out those who are bound into prosperity. And so make sure there's a space in your world where there's friends, that there's family, where there's fun, where there's the, those times that you can create those memories, where you can be a part of each other's lives and share the good things that are happening and laugh together and there's tacos going everywhere, but to the times where you're sitting together and you're enjoying each other's company and watching each other grow and, and being in those spaces. I'm very, very blessed that I've got a great group of friends. We call ourselves the tribe. Uh, we've been friends for nearly 20 years now. And what's really cool is that our friends and our friends, and it's just a bit weird. Uh, sorry, our kids are friends now. And but make sure you've got those people in your life. Make sure you've got those people that are with you that when it's, the going gets tough, you call them first. Uh, it's not going to social media and putting a vague post out about what might or might not be happening in your life. You've actually got people that you go to and go, hey, this is going on right now. Can you stand with us? Can you pray with us? But also those people that you can enjoy and celebrate together with and actually have those friendships where there's joy around the whole thing. One of the other rooms in uh, your home, I'm sure, is your kitchen. Um, and, you know, I could talk about food and sustenance and nutrition and this, but when I read the Bible, do you know that there are nine miracles in the Bible around food? Nine. Be in the kitchen, everyone. That's where miracles happen. Um, there's good things happen in the kitchen. Exodus 16, God rained, down, God rained down manna from heaven and fed the Israelites wandering in the desert. In chapter 17, Moses struck the rock and water came out. 1 Kings 17, Elijah uh, was fed by bread and meat by ravens in the wilderness. Again, in, uh, again, Elijah commanded the widow to cook her last loaf of bread uh, and the flour and the oil never ran out. 2 Kings, Elisha threw salt on the poisonous spring and it became fresh water. How good is this? Miracles around food. Uh, Elisha then commanded the widow uh, to empty her oil jar. Jesus multiplied the five loaves and the two fish and fed the thousands and thousands of people. And then obviously for some of you in John chapter 2, the best miracle of all, Jesus turned water into wine. Uh, and then John... <laughs> Uh, John 21, after an entire night of fishing, where Jesus told them to cast their nets onto the other side and their nets were filled. I don't know... I'm sure you've been to people's houses for, for dinner parties and things like that or just gone and hung out. And, and sometimes you all just end up hanging out in the kitchen. Um, for us, we kind of, everyone kind of hangs around the, the breakfast bar kind of thing and then we kind of go and sit at the table. But make sure you're, you're finding a place where you're building community with people. And whether that, if that's around food, then that's great because that's obviously where the miracles happen. But make sure you're putting good fuel into your life. You've got good things that are going in there and, and being a part of that. And so that's the kitchen. The next one is the bathroom. And we're talking about the shower, bath thing, not the other one. We're not going that. We'll, you can talk about that one on the way home, um, about what that room might mean to you. Um, but, you know, Bruce kind of referenced it a little bit before where he talked about communion and the public declaration that communion makes uh, in our life and also water baptism uh, as well as a public declaration of an inward decision. And so the bathroom is about cleansing and it's about renewing of the mind and renewing your life and making sure that you're thinking on good things, that you're thinking on the right things uh, in your life. You know, Romans chapter 12 and verse 1 uh, says, 
says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourselves, your bodies, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. And so make sure you've got that space where you're stopping and where you're kind of going, okay, are there things that I need to work on? And I know in my life, the Holy Spirit kind of helps me with those things and kind of goes, oh, you've got to work on this bit now and and this. And, you know, we heard Pastor Jeff preach a great message the other Sunday night on the Beatitudes and he talked about forgiveness uh, and how you've got to forgive people 70 times 7 each day. (laughs) And uh, you probably heard it said before, but that whole thing about unforgiveness is like drinking poison and hoping that the other person will die. Harboring unforgiveness in your life does nothing for the other person. Most of the time, they don't even know that you're upset and that you're cranky. But it just eats away at you and it takes up free rent in your head. Don't give free rent to things that don't matter. Don't give rent and space in your mind to things that that you can move on. And I'm not trying to minimise some of the things that might have happened in your life. I'm sure that uh, there are people in a crowd, even this size, that there are some things that people have really hurt you. And and I'm really sorry that that's happened to you. Uh, But again, my prayer and my hope for you is that you find a way to find forgiveness. And I'm not saying that it's going to happen tomorrow, but it's a process. And start that journey. Start that journey of just asking the Holy Spirit to go, how do I even do this? How, how, help me, show me how I do this and start that journey to actually be able to bring forgiveness to that situation and resolution uh, to that situation for your life. Because it's only going to mean that you can take that next step where freedom can come in that space for you and where you can commence a new journey and write a new story about that chapter uh, in your life. And so, so renew your mind daily. Make sure that you're thinking on good things, that you're thinking on the right things, that you're talking to people about the right things. And, you know, we've all probably been in, or maybe you're more Christian than me, but, you know, I've been, I found myself in situations where you kind of just, you, you jump on the bandwagon about what everyone else is talking about. And you just kind of, you're saying things and then you, you're kind of walking away after going, I actually don't believe that. I actually don't totally agree with that. Why didn't I say something? Well, make sure you're actually finding those spaces where you're actually going, you know what? I'm going to think good things. I'm going to speak good reports about people. I'm going to uplift and edify people uh, in every single part of their life and continually renew your mind. And yeah, it's a journey. It's things that, that take time. And, and you get some days where you take a few steps forward and then there's other days where you take a, maybe a couple of steps back, but make sure you're always progressing forward. Make sure your posture is always leaning in uh, and finding out the best way to do that. And also not putting comparison on your journey and what the Holy Spirit's talking to you about onto other people as well. We're all at different stages. The Holy Spirit's talking to us about all different things. And I was chatting with some of our team. Some, most of you would know that I lead Red Frogs for Western Australia. And so we go into some pretty interesting places. And I was chatting with one of our team about music festivals uh, the other day. And we're talking like 20,000, 30,000 people out celebrating. Our team is going to be at one this afternoon in Claremont. And there'll be about 15,000 at that one today. But, you know, it's a very different environment with... Uh, the way that they're partying and the way that they're celebrating and even to some of the decisions they're making around relationships and, uh, and things like that. And I was talking to one of our volunteers and I said to him, I said, oh, do you actually enjoy coming to these spaces? Like, do you enjoy music festivals? And he said, you know what, Hayden, if I wasn't serving in Red Frogs and if I wasn't, didn't believe what I did, I'd be in there. This is, this is actually really attractive to me. And I said, oh, well, then why aren't you? And he said, because 
I've really felt convicted about this space and what it meant for my life and I didn't really want to start that journey and go down that journey. And then he said something and I, he said, um, I actually don't know how any Christians can come to these events as a patron. He said, but then he said, but the Holy Spirit's been talking to me about that, not to them. And that was such a wise thing that he said there where it's like, you know what, don't, don't judge other people's journey. You just look after what you're doing and the way that you're going and maybe the Holy Spirit's working on other areas of their life and talking to them about different things and, and at the moment that's what he's talking to you about and just have grace for them and love them and celebrate them where they're at and, and walk along with them. But you run your race because when we get to heaven, he, Jesus is not going to ask me about Bruce's life and about what Bruce did and why he responded in that situation and when, he should, when I think he should have done something different. Jesus is going to ask me about my response and what I did and my heart response to people and how I cared for people and how I loved people. And so stay in your lane, do your journey really well, love other people, show lots of grace, uh, but go forward in that. I, you know, I'm sure you're in workplaces and you know, decisions get made sometimes that you might not agree with. And believe it or not, that even happens in church during the week as well where decisions are made. But you know, we walk out of those meetings and sometimes I have to go, you know what? I'm responsible for my heart response right now not about what they're going to do. And if that's the decision they've made, then that's great. But I'm going to choose to love this way. I'm going to choose to respond this way. Uh, and go, It's not over big stuff, but it's just about little things. Uh, so make sure that you're renewing your mind uh, every single day. The next room is the bedroom. Um, I'm going to talk about rest. It's okay. Don't stress. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> Everyone has 168 hours per week uh, to do what they need to do, but make sure there's a space in there for rest. Make sure there's a space where you're actually stopping. Make sure that there's room uh, where you're getting refreshed and where you're getting re refueled. You know, Matthew 11 verse 38 says, <clears throat> I'll let you turn there and I'll have a sip of sparkling spring water. Actually, it's not sparkling, it's still, but anyway, it's fine. <laughs> Matthew 11, verse 38 says, Come to me, all of you who labour and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Find that space to stop. If you're running yourself ragged, then you're no good for anyone, let alone yourself. Uh, and so make sure that you are being good with your boundaries and that, you know, when people, when you need to say no, you're saying no, but also that you're finding that time to stop uh, and, and refresh and reload. We have a thing with Red Frogs when our team are on location for extended periods of time that you've got to keep your own tank fuel so you can give out of your overflow, uh, that you're not scraping on the bottom of your own barrel to be able to give out to other people because then you're no good for anyone. Uh, and so make sure that there's rest in there. Make sure that you're recuperating. And, you know, to be honest, I'm preaching a little bit to myself right now as well. Um, but also make sure that with this as well, that don't assume other people's busy. Let people decide how busy they're going to be and, and what they're going to do. And, and again, leave that for them. But you just make sure that you're doing the right thing for you. And also don't compare yourself to other people about what they're doing because maybe they've got a different stamina to you and they're at a different stage of life to you. And so maybe they can do more things or maybe they can do less things. But, but make sure that for you that you're looking after yourself, that you're, you're looking after this temple that God's given you. 
because you want it to last a distance. You want it to be able to make it through to the end. And so find that place uh, of rest. You know, Psalms 145 and verse 4 says, One generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. I will meditate on the glorious splendor of your majesty and your wondrous works. Make Men shall speak of the, of the might of your awesome acts and I will declare your greatness. They shall utter the memory of your great goodness and will sing of your righteousness. The second room is the children's rooms and this is about generations. This is whether and this is whether you've got kids or not. Either way, I believe that we should be building and creating a legacy to leave behind. Uh, and whether that's in your own children or with other generations that you're a part of and that you get to influence, make sure you're always building into other people so they can celebrate uh, what God has done in and through your life and the influence that you've left for them. And if you're wondering whether you're an influence, uh, you are. Uh, people are watching you. All these kids that are up on this platform, they watch you every Sunday. They watch how you come to church. They watch how you worship. They watch how you respond uh, to different people and things like that. And whether you're connected to their family or not, they're watching you. Uh, so be a great example. Build and invest into the next generation. Find ways to, to leave something behind after you've gone. You know, you, you want to leave a legacy and an inheritance for the other generations to come. And so... We've all been so blessed with life and all the things that we're doing. And so make sure that we're leaving something behind for others that can carry on and they can celebrate what God is doing in uh, this great nation, but through your great life as well. And so generations are awesome. They're lots of fun. And I guess that's the bit that I love about what I get to do out there with Red Frogs is that we get to go minister to these people and, and just go and hang out with them and invest in them and cheer them on uh, for what they're doing and, we're starting to see some massive shifts uh, in culture. Don't believe everything you read in the newspaper about young people. They're amazing. Uh, the newspaper focuses on the 1%. Uh, but if you want to see what young people are doing and the lives that they're changing and the things they're putting in, it's not a plug, but it is, come and serve in Red Frogs. Just come and cook one pancake, come to one pancake cook-up, come to one uni party, uh, and you will meet a bunch of young people that are actually living for others. Uh, and they don't totally understand the why behind it, but they just want to serve and they just want to help other people because they realise how privileged their life is. Uh, and they're an asset to this society and we're going to be proud to call them West Australians. We're going to be proud of the things that they're going to be able to accomplish out there. Don't write young people off. Uh, don't believe all the things that you read uh, in the place out there. There are some great young people doing some amazing young things that I question my passion and what I'm doing with Red Frogs when I hear some of their stories and some of their dreams and aspirations uh, for their life as well. The last room uh, in the house that I want to talk about is maybe it's a, not a room in your house, maybe it's a cupboard. Um, you know the junk cupboard or the junk room? Uh, in our old house, we had a townhouse and so under the stairs cupboard, we used to call it the Harry Potter cupboard because if it went in there, it might never come out. Um, <laughs> and we've all got those, have we all got those rooms in, or is it just us? We've all got, and you know, this is about, it's all about those works in progress, isn't it? It's all about the things that you've started that you'll get back to one day, or it's the thing that you don't really know where it's going to live when it gets to the house. And so it goes into this room. And, and so, but be encouraged. This room is good for you. It's a great room. I know that some of you walk in there and, have a mild panic attack and walk back out again. Uh, but Philippians 1.6 reminds us to be confident in this very thing, 
that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. We're all on a journey. Bruce mentioned it before as well, where, you know, we're all at different stages of our journey life and our Christendom and and how we're living that out. And so there are going to be junk cupboards in our life. They're going to be those little rooms that are taking a little bit longer to get through than others, but celebrate them. Get in there every now and then, maybe give it a bit of a clean up and and work through it all, but actually go in there and go, where where are we going next? What else can we do uh, in this space? And and know that we're all on, we're all walking, we're all wanting to become more like Jesus uh, in that space. So don't write off the junk room or the Harry Potter cupboards. Uh, make sure you actually enjoy them and they're there. But, you know, kind of the, the crux of where I wanted to, to get to today about this whole home and while our home is great, I'm sure you love, or maybe you don't, uh, the house that you live in and or maybe you walk around and dream about all the renovations that you want to do and the walls you want to knock out and we're kind of having some of those conversations in our house at the moment and Kylie gets a little bit nervous and twitchy. Um, and, then, and then you talk to someone else and they're like, but what if it's a supporting wall? And I'm like, surely there's a way. Surely we can find a way to knock that wall in. It's not that big, it's quite little. We just go this way. And, but, um, but, you know, John chapter 14 actually talks about our eternal home and the home that we're going to get to, the place we're going to get to call home for eternity. Uh, and John chapter 14 and verse 1 says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare, to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. And where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, and where I go, you know, and the way you know. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going and how will we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you will know my Father also. And from now on, know him. And you, sorry. And from now on, you know him and have seen him also. You know, this life is temporary. Being, living in Australia, as amazing as it is, we're not going to be here forever uh, because we believe in eternity. We believe that we're going to an eternal home. And Revelations uh, chapter 7 uh, talks about what that home looks like for us. And one of the elders, in verse 13, it says, And one of the elders answers, saying to me, Who are these arrayed in white robes and where do they come from? And I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones that came out of the great tribulation, washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple and who sits on his throne will dwell among them. They shall neither hunger any more nor thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them nor any heat for the lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them from a living foundation of waters and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. You know, that means that when we arrive in our heavenly home, there's going to be a lot of no's, but they're actually good no's. There's going to be no separation, no sin, no death, no mourning, no crying, no pain. There'll be no cancer, no broken homes, no broken hearts, no grieving of any kind. While this is our home right now and we get to call this great country our home, our eternal home is better. Our eternal home is better. And make sure you know Jesus. Make sure you know the, the, the way to get there. Make sure you know the one uh, who can get you there. Because the last no in heaven is that there is no thing that can separate us from Jesus.
we get to see our Lord Jesus face to face in our eternal home, that, refre- that eternal refreshment that comes from the river of life. But he stands at the door and he knocks, but he invites you in. And he says, will you come with me? Will you get to know me now? Will you start living this life now so that you can come and enjoy this for eternity? If I can have every head bowed and every eye closed. Maybe you're here today and you're listening to this and going, well, Hayden, that sounds pretty awesome. And how do I find out about this? Well, it's really quite simple. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to put your hand up if you want me to pray with you and I'm going to lead you in a, in a prayer. And uh, we believe that after that, that you are saved and not that it's once saved, always saved, because maybe you've prayed that prayer before and decided that, you know, you can do it on your own or, you know, life has kind of happened along the way and distractions have come. But I also believe that you can say that prayer again and that if you mean it and believe it in your heart, then Jesus accepts you uh, and comes and lives in your life again. And, you know, this isn't a crutch. This isn't for when life gets you down and this way to kind of get you up. This is for everyone, no matter where they're at in life, that Jesus can come alongside you and His Holy Spirit can empower you and and walk with you. And so if there's anyone like that this morning, if there's anyone uh, here that kind of says, you know what, Hayden, I would love to to pray that prayer and I'd love to know who I'm praying with. You just have to slip up your hand. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to bring you out the front. I just want to help you. And I want to introduce you to my friend, Jesus. And so if there's anyone like that, why don't you lift your hand and why don't we pray together this great prayer that we believe is salvation for your life. Thank you. I see that hand down there is another one there as well. Is there anyone else this morning? You're either praying this for the first time or you're praying it again and going, yes, Jesus, I'm coming back to you then why don't we pray uh, with those two people and Christians, why don't we uh, pray with them as well and just encourage them uh, in this moment. Repeat this after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank You that You're saving me. I ask You to forgive me of my sins and come and live in my heart forever. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Let me pray for those two people. Father God, we thank You for them. We thank You that for such a time as this, they were not only here to hear Your Gospel, Father God, but they're here to live this life for You. Father, I thank You that as they start to read the Word and pray, Father, that Scripture will come alive to them and Your Holy Spirit will quicken and give them courage to keep taking the next steps for You. In Jesus' Name we pray. Amen. Amen. Why don't we celebrate and congratulate those two people. That's amazing. So good both of you as well. And, you know, if you'd like to know more about uh, and same for, for those two people that put their hand up, uh, there's a couple of things that you can do now. One of them is you can go to our Connect Hub, which is just outside the double doors around to your left. And our team can uh, sit with you and pray with you. If you don't have a Bible, uh, they can give you a Bible as well and they can help you uh, with that as well. Or the other thing that you can do is you can just text YES to 0488 826 392. This is a, 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 um, 
a discipleship program that we've set up in the, through the life of our church and we totally administer this. And if you do that, if you send that yes text, then every day for the next 30 days, uh, you'll receive a text message, uh, sorry, a scripture and a, a prayer via text message uh, to your phone. And, and that comes at 7 a.m. local time every morning. And so you're able to read that and pray that prayer. And the idea of the prayer is to teach you how to pray. Uh, as well. And then at the end of the, the 30 days, you're invited uh, to continue that with a 10-day mini-series as well. Obviously, you can opt out of this at any time if you don't want to receive it anymore, but we don't harvest your details. We don't send them on to anyone else. This is totally something that is managed uh, through the life of our church. And if you're uh, not from Australia or you don't have a local uh, phone number, you can just register the same thing at yes.metrochurch.org.au uh, and you can receive the same information uh, via text message, uh, via email uh, every day as well. So uh, welcome to the family. Welcome to the home uh, of Jesus. Why don't we celebrate uh, those two people one more time. Give them a round of applause. You know, you haven't uh, been able to watch much of the news the last few weeks or open a newspaper and seen some of the devastation. Uh, that has been around our country through bushfires. And, uh, and so we want to, uh, as we've been talking about, stand together and actually be generous um, and invest in our great country. Let me read uh, this poem to you. Uh, it's called My Country uh, by Dorothy McKellar. The love of field and coppice, of green and shaded lanes, or ordered woods and gardens is running in your veins. Strong love of grey-blue distance, brown streams and soft dim skies. I know but cannot share it, my love is otherwise. I love a sunburnt country, a land of sweeping plains, of ragged mountain ranges, of droughts and flooded rains. I love her far horizons, I love her jewel sea, her beauty and her terror, the wide brown land for me. A stark white ring-barked forest, or tragic to the moon, the sapphire-misted mountains, the hot gold hush of noon, gold tangle of the brushes where lithe and liners coil, of orchid deck the treetops and ferns the warm dark soil. Core of my heart, my country, her pitiless blue sky, when sick at heart around us, we see the cattle die. But then the grey clouds gather and we can bless again the drumming of an army, the steady soaking rain. Core of my heart, my country, land of the rainbow gold, for flood and fire and famine she pays us back threefold. Over the thirsty paddocks, watch after many days, the filmy veil of greenness, that thickness that thickens as we gaze. An opal-hearted country, a wildish, lavish land, all of you who have not loved her, you will not understand. Though earth holds many splendours, wherever I may die, I know to what brown country my homing thoughts will fly. Our community, our country, the people of this nation, they need us right now. They need our generosity. They need our prayers. And we've already seen prayers answered over the last few weeks where rains have started to come into those regions and, and assist with putting out some of those bushfires. But now it's the next stage and, and what's going to happen now. And we know or through uh, Global Care, which is the, uh, the social justice arm of INC, which is the denomination we're a part of, uh, we really focus on that second phase uh, in these sort of disasters where we go into communities and go and stand with them and help them rebuild. 
Um, and so this offering we're going to take up today is really going to be, uh, it's all going to be sent to Global Care uh, and 100% of the funds do not go, uh, they go straight into the project uh, of this bushfire. None of it is kept for administration or anything like that. It all goes straight uh, to where the work is happening right now uh, on the ground. We already have teams that are doing things and, and some of the needs that are out there, obviously, uh, over the next two weeks, young people are going back to school and they've got nothing. Uh, and so they don't have school shoes or anything like that. And so our teams are able to go in there and they're providing school packs and working with schools to be able to, be able to bring resources uh, to those places. And the second part is that uh, in, as with these fire ravaged towns that uh, they've got no power uh, because obviously the power poles have, have been burnt and things like that. But to be able to restore power to these towns is going to take up to three months before they can have any power again. And, and then, so we want to run generators uh, into those towns, but obviously that's at a great cost as well. Uh, but also it's not just the price of the generators, the fuel that those generators need is a litre of fuel every hour to be able to operate. And as much as it would be nice, they kind of need to operate 24 hours a day because you need your fridge running all the time and you need your freezer running all the time and, and things like that. So you can't even turn them on and off to, to when you need them. And so we want to be able to invest in our great country. Uh, I've heard it said before that if people don't stand together, then communities crumble. Well, this is our opportunity to stand together. This is our opportunity to be great, generous uh, Metro Church people that we are and that we know and that we've seen over the years, but we want to stand together in a real tangible way together and invest in this great nation, invest in the people that do call Australia home. Uh, as well. So why don't you prepare your giving? Uh, what we're gonna, the way that the mechanics is gonna work is that uh, we're gonna, Metro Church is gonna receive your giving uh, and then we're gonna give a lump sum uh, right through uh, to Global Care and that's all uh, audited and everything like that. And Pastor Jeff Woodward, our senior pastor actually sits as part of the national executive that oversees the working of Global Care as well. So you know that you're investing in a, in a, uh, in a charity, in an organization that is above board and that is a reputable organisation about what they're going to do and so why don't you prepare your giving now whether you've got a point of faith card uh, and you're going to transfer that money this week or whether you're going to uh, give into the offering or you can visit our Connect Hub after the service and they can help you uh, process that through uh, your FPOS or uh, through your credit card as well but why don't, hey church, why don't we stand? Uh, why don't we pray for uh, this situation over East but also why don't we pray for this great country that we call Australia. Father God, I thank you for this church. I thank you for their generosity as they give today, Father God. I thank you that they are blessed to be a blessing, Father God. And as they give, Father, that you will continue to bless them, that they would lack no good thing. But Father God, we know that your economy of scale is totally different to ours. And I just ask that you continue to multiply this, Father God that this giving gets multiplied and so that we can help thousands, Father God, so that we can help people uh, come back together as a community and re start rebuilding their lives. And Father God, we thank You for every single person that calls Australia home. God, we thank You that Your guardian angels are around about them. Father God, that this is a nation of prosperity, that this is a nation where we have reconciliation, Father God, with families, Father God, that there is healing, Father God, there is transformation in people's lives, Father, in Jesus' name. Father God, we thank You that we are blessed to be a blessing, God. We thank You that Your miraculous hand is at work in these situations, Father, that Your Holy Spirit is bringing comfort to these people, Father.
In Jesus' name we pray.